Park to Park podcast, where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we try. I'm your host, your ghost host yet again, Allie. And as always, I am joined by co-ghost host, CJ. How are you doing, CJ? Allie, I can't see you. You're a ghost. Okay, well... (laughs) I can't tell if you're telling me that Skype is being weird or... No, I'm just telling a joke because you're a ghost host. Okay. (laughs) That was a bad joke. It was a bad joke. I was trying to be spooky and silly. And instead, you made me think that we were having technical difficulties. All right. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Anywho, I am doing great. I ran 12 miles tonight, so I'm feeling nice and relaxed now. How are you doing? That's impressive. Um, I'm doing great. I got a new Christmas tree today. Uh, Yes, it is October, but you know what? The deal was there and I couldn't say no. Oh, nice. Well, it's never too early to, to start celebrating, right? That's the spirit, CJ. Speaking of spirits, hey. welcome to our super spooky, super special Halloween episode. We are going to be sharing Disney ghost stories today. And not just Haunted Mansion ghost stories, um, although there is one or two in there, but ghost stories from Disneyland, ghost stories from Walt Disney World, and including a couple of ghost stories from personal experiences, including one from our mom. Yeah, let's take it away. Let's hear her interview. Welcome to the podcast, our special guest, Mom. Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, baby. I'm well. It's been a bit of fun week. Great. Yeah, (laughs) I know it hasn't been a fun week. I'm trying, but that's okay. We don't (laughs) need to go into that here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, our listeners, we talked about mom a few times on the podcast, and now you finally get to put a face to the name mom uh, here, here for referred to in perpetuity as mom. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So mom, you have had a lot of paranormal experiences in your life. Yes. Can you tell us about some of them? Well, let me start off by the the very first one that I had. I was 17, 18 years old, and I saw a man standing at the end of our driveway, totally grayed out, like, and I saw him literally from head to toe, and he would just stand at the driveway and look at me. And always, any of them that I've seen, it's pretty much, I've never been able to see anybody directly straight on. It's always been out of the corner of my eye. And I saw this man for days standing in front of the driveway, at the end of the driveway, in the yard. And I came home and I was, we're sitting having dinner with my folks, my soon-to-be, well, several years down the road-to-be husband and I. And I actually asked to be put into an insane asylum. I thought I was going crazy. And I explained what I saw. And my dad looks at me and he goes, oh, that's okay. That's just my brother, Richard. And I'm like, hold the phone. Um, (laughs) Your brother, Richard, was deceased long before I was even born. Um, But I could describe, I'd never, and going back, I'd never seen a picture of him. Um, my grandparents were quite poor. There wasn't a whole lot of photography and it certainly was what they did have certainly wasn't shared with anybody. Right. And I described his, his, the clothing that he was wearing, what I assumed to be the color of his hair, even though he was grayed out. Um, and the fact that he was wearing glasses and he was wearing it. So he was. A CB, which if you go back into the 40s and the 50s and you look up what a CB was. So he was a junior CB. So they were the people who would build Quonset huts and stuff like that. But he was junior, kind of like an ROTC kind of thing. Ends up, that was the outfit he was buried in. And um, yeah. And my dad had his glasses at the house. I still actually have them. They're really the only remembrance I have a CB card too they're really the only remembrances of Richard that are as far as I know in existence 
And um, instead of going to the insane asylum, um, my parents suggested I go talk to our local pastor. And our local pastor informed me that there are angels and demons in the world. And some people are more in tune with seeing those things and to never mess with the occult. And that's where we've left it my entire life. Um, I want to thank that pastor. I think he's passed. But, uh, you know, it at least gave me some more calmness about it. Of all of the paranormal experiences I've had in my life, there's only been one that has frightened me. And I believe CJ saw him too. I know that as a little girls, we lived in a home where we had a frequent visitor and both you and CJ saw him. And you must have been a year and a half, two, no older than we moved to the other house by the time you were two. Right. So you were quite little, but I came into the, I was in the kitchen doing stuff and one of you was looking this way and the other one was looking this way and he was standing in between you and he was smiling. And, and he wasn't malevolent though, right? No, no. He was, he was actually curious and loving and would follow me. Um, like I'd have to yell at him to get out of the bathroom with me. Um, <laughs> and sometimes I would point to the door. Um, at, yeah. So he was, he was, like Casper the Friendly Ghost. I mean, he was very, very, he was interested in you. He was interested in things like running water. Um, it was just weird. And then there's other things. Yeah. So you've never like sought anything out. You've never like yeah. gone on a ghost hunt. And I know you've, you've never like played with a Ouija board or anything. I played with a Ouija board before that when I was a little girl not knowing better. And um, I've done a ghost tour with you. Yeah, but ghost tours are different than like I'm going to like this abandoned place in search of a ghost. No, I've never gone searching for anything. No. They, they have always appeared. And since we moved to this state, never seen one. Yet. Yet. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'll go to St. Augustine and see Ponce de Leon. Oh, that would be interesting indeed. With that. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of the ghosts that you've seen, you've you've obviously you've seen at least one that has like a connection to your real life and somebody that yes. you are like personally connected to. Have you just seen like ones that are apparently random as well? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There was the one that I felt that was malevolent that lived at our front door of our house. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, he scared the Jesus out of me. Um, and occasionally I would see something dark shaped run across the backyard. And I told your father about it. And he said I was nuts, of course. And then one day he was standing in the kitchen and he saw something run across the backyard because his head went. And I said, see anything? He goes, um, it was a dark shape. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a coyote or anything? It wasn't a coyote or mountain lion. No, it was a mm. dark black shape. Um, but no, yeah. you know, I, I think when we were touring Savannah, Charleston, I'm not sure where we took that night. I think it was Savannah. It could either one. Um, was it was it the one where we um, quote unquote hanged Grandpa for bad pancakes? No, that was Boston. I was yeah, um, I was gonna say that one was Boston. That was Boston. <laughs> no, I, we were either in Savannah or Charleston, and we were on a ghost tour, and I actually saw somebody who wasn't there, like leaning up against a post. Oh, yeah. So nobody else could see it. I would also just like to take a moment to thank you for like never telling me about any of these because I am uh, a certified chicken and let's just say I'm really glad that it's the middle of the day right now. I think your sister saw the one that was at the front door because she would be occasionally afraid. Uh, granted to the crowd, we lived there from the time that CJ was roughly three until she got married. Uh, yeah, I lived there for years afterwards. Um, 
I hadn't seen that one though, probably in 15, 18 years. Okay, that's that's comforting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's the one that I'm here for. Yeah. So tell us about that. You had an experience at Disneyland. Where in Disneyland was this? I was on Space Mountain of all places. I love Space Mountain. So it's fun, right? And I was actually there probably opening week. So I'd been riding this since 1977. It's not like this was a new ride for me or anything. Um, when when was your sighting? I don't know. CJ's in the room. What, CJ? Um, when was that sighting that I saw the thing at? She says seven or eight years ago. I think more than that. I don't think she was married at the time. So maybe 10, 12 years ago. Okay. So relatively recent. This wasn't something that you saw in like the 80s. No, no. This was relatively recent. And, okay. And it was weird. So as you're going on the ride in Space Mountain, you go up the hill. You flatten out a little bit. So, you know, it's that orange tube that you go up. Yeah. And then you're going click, 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 click on a flat surface. And to the left is a platform with, I want to say it's kind of like where the disco ball thing is. Um, But there's, the computers are there and there seems to be a desk-like thing there. And I saw a person standing at the controls. At the computers, you know, the big computers, not, not today's computer, but... 70s 80s computers so the big box things that are there and they do have lights on them and stuff mm-hmm. and i saw a person there at the controls and it was you know dark so it didn't surprise me that that person was a dark shadow like person and but i was surprised because since 1977 to you know 20 what 2010 2011 I'd never seen anybody standing there. Mm -hmm. So I get off the ride and there's a cast member there. And I'm like, wow, you know what? I have never seen anybody ever standing on that platform before. And cast member goes, what platform? Like the platform, right? As you're going up the hill before you start going over and going in the circles. And it's literally right there. It's that one with all the computers and things. And he goes, ma'am, nobody stands there. I'm like, no, 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 there was a person in there. It's the first time I've ever seen anybody there. And ma'am, there's nobody allowed in there on that platform. There's nobody there. I'm like, no, there was a lady standing there. And um, her hair was a little poofed. Not, no, not huge bouffant type puff, but a little puff. And definitely was a woman. Um and he assured me that nobody was there and that I must have seen Debbie. And that's the end of that story. And then the <laughs> fact that I kind of wanted to like, whoa. So, uh, was yeah. there Was there any elaboration on who Debbie is? If Debbie is a common sighting? Like what? Debbie apparently <laughs> is a common sighting. Um, apparently a cast member who was um, unfortunately um, killed on the Carousel of Progress ride. And I guess there's Debbie sightings on occasion and she hangs out in the area. Well, no, I just know she was there. Yeah, for our listeners who haven't been to Disneyland, uh, the cast member who was killed on the Carousel of Progress, that is, it became later in Avention, I'm sorry, it was America Sings when she was- America Sings. Yeah. Um, it became interventions, and I think it's like Star Wars stuff now, but it's... Yeah, it's gone through that, lots of iterations. Yeah. It was also the House of the Future, so it was America Sings to Carousel of Progress, and they moved Carousel of Progress to Florida, that it was America Sings for a whole lot of years, and then they did nothing with it. There, there, there were executive offices on the second floor. Yes, I've been to the executive offices on the second floor. Um, I knew somebody. Um, and so after America Sings, it lay dormant for a couple of years, and then it became like the House of the Future stuff, and then it became the Star Wars launch bay. Yeah, the House of the Future stuff was Interventions. Yeah, okay. Um, 
but yeah, that that corner of um, Tomorrowland, you have Autopia, you have former um, Carousel of Progress, America Sings, Intervention, Star, current Star Wars stuff. You have the Pizza Port, and then you have Space Mountain. So for old timeies that haven't been there, what was at Pizza Port prior to it being Pizza Port was a rocket ship to Mars or something like that, Mission to Mars. Rocket so, to the moon. Rocket to the moon. It was something along those lines. I remember going on it as a kid. Um, it was, it was, uh, Mr. Johnson was there. As in the president? No, as in if you're on uh, Space Mountain in Florida, paging Mr. Johnson. And Mr. Johnson was part of the narrator, I guess, there. I did, really don't remember. It was, what, 40, 45 years ago. I just aged myself. So it was a long okay. time ago. Okay. Your mom. Okay. Like, I am mom. <laughs> yeah. My, my children are 30 something. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, hey, hey. I'm only 30, mom. Yeah. yeah. I'm not 30 something. I'm well, 30. 30 something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm You're still aging up. You're 30. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, oh, so, and then where Star Wars or where Space Mountain was was an, a cafe or a, a walk-up restaurant so you could quick get service pizza, quick service you could get pizza and all sorts of good things there that was actually one of our favorite places to go to get food as kids and then they tore all that down and built space mountain there you go so where the fast pass kiosks used to be at space mountain god knows what's there now right behind that is a is a kitchen because oh. the quick service windows were right there and there's a kitchen behind it that connects from there to the carnation. I want cracked chicken place. <laughs> the best fried chicken in best all of Disneyland. Chicken in all of Disneyland. Yeah. Cracked chicken. Yeah. That's what we call it. Yeah. So I bet you didn't know about the kitchen. I don't think I've ever told you, but that's, it does connect there. No, well, you know, it seems like I learned something new on every single episode of this podcast. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for sharing that experience. Is there anything else that you want to add about anything Disney related? I'll, Disney I'll related. Disney related. Wow. So Disney related. What do I, let me see. I was at, open, I, personally, I was at opening day for Indiana Jones, which I think is pretty cool. And it was like a huge line and we kind of used back passes to get in because I knew somebody. Um <laughs> Now, I have lots of fond memories of Disneyland just before you guys were in existence. Club 33 is awesome. If you ever get a chance, go. I know you and your sister have both been. Um, I want to say that one of the coolest things that was ever done when I was a teenager, um, we went through Disney before it was open several times. And it was the most pleasant place to walk before the music was turned on and everybody was still cleaning the park. It was still a beautiful place. And there's things I truly miss about Disneyland of old. Uh, one of them being e-tickets and um, the ticket booths hanging around. You used to be able to get a shopping pass. So if you wanted to just go shopping, they would sell you a shopping pass and you could just go up and down Main Street and shop, which was pretty cool. My parents honeymoon kind of there they went there like shortly after they were married um and there i actually have a postcard from the upjohn pharmacy hmm. that that they got while they were on their trip to disneyland it's a lot of fond memories um it was a great place it was a great place for me to grow up and it was a great place to take my kids when they were growing up because it always felt like a safe place and apparently you guys liked it because here we are today. <laughs> here we are today, <laughs> today. indeed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was the mom also with a big group of kids who would sit at the statue of Walt and Mickey and go with everybody's passes in my hand. And while they went off on whatever ride, I would go walk to the next place and get fast passes for everybody. And they would come back and meet me and I'd send them off and then I'd go get another fast pass. It was a great way to treat my kids and my kids' friends. <laughs> and I loved every minute of it. Oh, I guess uh, another cool thing is I was in the parking lot the day the head was put on. You guys were too, but you were too little. Remember the day the head was put on the top of Grizzly uh, River uh, Rapids? 
Yeah. 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 Grizzly River Rapids. That was pretty cool. I saw this big crane and this big thing going down. Like my mother-in-law and I were like, what is that? And and um, for a long time, California Adventure was referred to as the OPL, old parking lot. Oh, okay. The OPL. So. And now we just call it DCA. And now we just call it DCA. Yep. Those in the know call it DCA. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Mom. Thank you for joining us. I loved being here. Anytime, girls. Anytime. Thanks for joining us again, Mom. Uh, That was a great interview, and I know you're listening to this, so thank you, Mom. (laughs) Yeah, and now I want to go back on Space Mountain at Disneyland and, like, look around and see what I can see. Yeah. So we have um, a couple points of clarification from mom's interview there. So there are actually two Debbies that supposedly haunt the Tomorrowland area in Disneyland. Uh, Mom and I talked a little bit about uh, Debbie from America Sings, um, but we actually think, CJ and I discussing, it was probably Disco Debbie. Disco Debbie, um, supposedly a cast member who died behind Space Mountain, who is now reported to be seen on the ride. That lines up a lot more with Mom's story than Debbie, who was killed while working on America Sings. Right. So, I mean, I would love to find a picture of Disco Debbie, and I would love to do some more research and see if we could find out exactly who Disco Debbie was, and maybe show Mom a picture and see if this matches up with like who she saw basically. Yeah. That would be really cool. So do you, do you happen to know why disco? I think it's based on the way that she looks from what I was reading. People who've seen her describe her hair as like from the disco era. But that was the seventies. So that would have been early space mountain then. Cause that space opened mountain in 77. Was 77. Yeah. So I, I guess in the early days of space mountain, she died. Okay. Yeah. And can you fill us in about um, Deborah Stone from America Sings? Yeah, Debbie Stone, this is a a really big tragedy for Disneyland. Some of the the ghost stories that we're going to share, unfortunately, do involve deaths that have taken place in the parks. Um, And this is one of them. It was a cast member who was working on America Sings. I believe she was like 17 or 18 years old. She was really really young. young. Yeah. Um, And she was from Santa Ana. So she was a local. Um, And she was crushed um, as the theater rotates. If you've been on Carousel of Progress at Magic Kingdom, um, uh, America Sings was the show that replaced Carousel of Progress at Disneyland. And it was the exact same mechanism um so she got crushed as the carousel rotated since that accident they've made some changes to the mechanism so that it's safer for cast members so that this kind of accident doesn't happen again um but she supposedly still hangs around tomorrowland um people have reported seeing her feeling weird presences um you know reports of like cool drafts around tomorrowland that could be a ghostly presence but it could be a breeze you know you never know um and there's also stories of something going on in a back stock room at the star trader okay yeah so a lot of people just happen to think that's the debbie stone hanging around tomorrowland all right and cj you also have had a ghost experience at the disney resort Yes, I have at Disneyland. Before you get into your specific experience, um, I want to know, and I asked mom these same questions. I know you weren't in the room for that interview. um, And I know you didn't just actually listen to it now, even though we just played it in this episode. Um, So I want to ask you, CJ, what is some of your background with paranormal experiences? Well, I know mom talked about you and I seeing like the Native American ghost in our house when we were little. I, I don't remember that. Um, and apparently I had some like ESP moments when I was, a, when I was a very young child. I also don't remember that. Um, but I remember very distinctly one day, like doing homework in high school and like, I was just sitting there on the couch or at the computer or something. And I felt like an ice cold hand on my arm, like ice, ice cold. Um, it was on my forearm and I felt like, um, like the hand was like spread wide, like somebody's going to give you a high five, like on my arm. 
uh, to the point where I could feel like between where the fingers would be, like my skin was, was warm there. So I could feel like the individual fingers on my arm. Um, I've also had like my ponytail messed with in our house in California. Like I'd be sitting there working on homework again, like my ponytail would just randomly swish. Like what the heck was that about? Um, in our, in my room at our house in California, I did see like dark figures in my room sometimes, which really freaked me out. <laughs> I did not, I did not like that. Uh, and I know mom talked about some sort of like not nice figure that hung around the front door at our house. Uh, my room was like pretty much right above the front door. So I, I think that might have been the same thing. Um, there was something else. Oh, in my dorm in, um, in college at Sonoma State. Oh, I switched dorms halfway through my final year. And, um, yeah, that, that really freaked me out too, because I moved into a room that was empty previously and the way our dorm was set up, it was a townhouse. So there were two double rooms and two single rooms and I had a single room and my own bathroom in there. And, um, so my room, nobody lived in that room before and these were brand new dorms. So I was the first person to live in there, but, um, so I moved in and, um, we had these stairs that like went up and turned a corner and I was just talking to my new roommate in the kitchen and I saw a dark figure like peeking around the corner. And as soon as I looked, it like pulled back and I asked the roommate, I was like, did you see that? And she's like, Oh yeah, I, I didn't want you to find out like this dorm is haunted. There's ghosts here. And I was like, uh, excuse me. And she's like, I don't mean to freak you out even further, but we've been hearing tapping from the room that you're going to be staying in. Like, oh boy. Are you kidding? <laughs> so there were a few occasions where, um, at night in the middle of the night, like I would wake up and I would hear and feel this tapping like this. I don't know if the mic is picking up, but you know, like, you. you know, dorm beds, they're like wooden frame. Right. So I would hear that tapping and feel it under my bed and at the foot of my bed and it would freak me out. So I would turn on my TV and I would start praying and I would say, go away, go away, go away. Like you need to get out of here. Um, I woke up with a scratch on my arm one day. Um, stuff would go missing. Like my hairbrush would go missing. My keys would go missing. You typically keep your fingernails short just yes. on the, on the scratch thing. So it's yeah. not likely that you did that to yourself in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. Whatever that thing was in the dorm, it really, um, it, that scared me. I did not, I did not like that. I told it to go away. Um, so yeah, I've seen things quite a few times and I've experienced a lot of stuff that I can't explain. And, um, yeah, some of it has scared me. I remember being, uh, a little girl and being afraid in my room. And so I would go spend the night in mom and dad's room on the floor and I would look up at the ceiling in the middle of the night and I would see things like swirling in the darkness up above. Um, I don't know what that was, but I would see figures just swirling on the ceiling. And I would just lay awake going, what am I seeing? What am I seeing? And it really freaked me out. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the mom episode, the mom interview we recorded in the middle of the day. It's late at night. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to go to sleep tonight. Oh, I don't like this. this um, I've, anyways, I'm I just... sure I haven't seen anything. So although um, I keep hoping to see stuff. Uh, the other weird thing is shortly after I got married, um, I was thinking to myself, one day, man, I wish our grandpa had been alive to see that. And like that night I went to bed and I had a dream that he was talking to me and like talking about the wedding and about my husband and stuff. So that was kind of weird. That's that's really nice. And, and then at the end, he said, I have to go back now. And I was like, OK. <laughs> and I woke up. OK, well, that to establish that you... And this is kind of within the realm of your normal to have these experiences. And it's not something that you actively seek out. No, like it just happens done, to me. Yeah. We've done ghost tours and things like that because they're fun and touristy. But yeah, and you learn like the history of old buildings and stuff while you're on the tour. 
Yeah. But you've never like sought out any ghosts. No. Ghosts seek you out. No, I don't want to seek out ghosts. They just find me apparently. And now I'm afraid that by talking about them, I've like summoned them into my house. <laughs> I don't want any ghosts here, please. So now that we have that baseline kind of established, please, when when did you have your Disney ghost experience, first of all? When was this? So this was pretty late after I, uh, or before I quit working for Disney. So I worked for Disney from 2013 to 2017. I quit like in the summer of 2017. So this would have been like spring or early summer 2017. And this wasn't the reason that you quit? No, no. My (laughs) schedule just got too crazy and I I had to let it go, unfortunately. Okay. So tell us what happened. So I worked at the Grand Californian and Disneyland Hotels. And um, well, just some backstory on the Disneyland Hotel. We've talked about it before. The Disneyland Hotel was built in 1955. It opened um, a couple months after the park opened. And it was run by Jack Rather and his wife, Bonita Granville, who was an actress. And she kind of turned, um, she kind of turned her acting career into like, I'm going to help my husband in his endeavors to run the hotel and all this. So they spent a lot of time at the hotel. Um, there's a suite on the top floor of what is now the Fantasy Tower called the Blue Sky Suite. And that was built as their like private apartment, basically. It's really cool. Um, they don't you can't book it for overnight stays. It's used for like corporate meetings and stuff. Um, in fact, there's only a queen size Murphy bed in there. So good luck staying in that room. And if I were you, I would not want to, you know, I wouldn't want to stay in a Murphy bed in the Disneyland hotel. Anyways. (laughs) Um, So she is known to hang around in the blue sky suite. That was their apartment. That was her favorite room. And as a cast member, when you work at the hotels, you need to know all the different room types, because if people call in and have questions, you need to know, how to answer them. And you don't want to sound like a fool, basically, like you're making things up. So when I was training, I got to run through all the rooms, all the room types, including Blue Sky Suite. And the rule is, if you go into a room to tour it, you leave it exactly as it is, because they might be setting it up for a meeting or a VIP might request to have it a certain way. You just leave it the way it is. And the trainer who was training me said, hey, Bonita likes to mess around in here, just so you know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's kind of known among the cast members that like Bonita hangs around the hotel. So we go in and there's, it's a very large suite. It's basically like the size of three or four hotel rooms, maybe a little bit bigger. And there's actually an outdoor area in the hotel. So if you're at the pool area and you look up at the front at the fantasy tower, you can see like an outdoor trellis kind of thing up there. That's part of the blue sky suite. So there's doors to the outside, there's doors to meeting rooms, there's doors to the bedroom, there's a couple of bathrooms in there, whatever. There's a lot of doors. And even when you're touring these rooms, you have to keep the doors open and close, whatever the way that it is. So we were trying to keep track, like, okay, this door is open, leave it open. This door is closed, leave it closed. Like we were we were walking together. And <laughs> doors kept opening and closing. We we're like, wait a minute, we just closed that door. Why is it open? We just opened that door. Why is it closed? So pretty sure Benito was in there like messing around with us, closing and opening doors that we had just opened or closed. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, it was kind of creepy in there. Empty hotel rooms without any guest stuff in there is really weird. Especially, I'm sure, one that large, too. Yes, yes, they're very weird. I mean, it's different if the if the housekeeping team is in there and they're, like, doing things, whatever. But an empty hotel room is very creepy, and that one gave me the creeps. All right. Yeah. And then another Bonita story. Bonita, like I said, she's well-known at the Disneyland Hotel among the cast members. Oh, I forgot to say about the Blue Sky Suite. The legend goes that a manager spent the night in that room. I'm not sure why. Like, I think maybe there was like a big event going on at the hotel, like a big special event, and they just needed managers like there 24 hours or something. So they spent the night there. The manager left in the middle of the night and said, we're not renting that out, that night, that room out. 
we're just not going to do it. It's not available for overnight stays, no. Was there any further information on why that manager said that? Nope, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so like I said, Benita is really well known among the cast members for just like hanging out at the hotel. And on slow nights, you know, in the phone center, we would get to talking about whatever we want to talk about. So Benita came up every now and then. Um, the phone center at the Disneyland Hotel is kind of behind the front desk. Um, but if you're walking um, on the pool side of the Fantasy Tower, you can see those glass windows with curtains in them. That's the phone center. <laughs> so we're hanging out like right there, basically, um, talking about Benita. And my ponytail swished as we were talking about her. There was nobody behind me. Like, I could turn around and, like, put my arm out and not touch anybody. And nobody, you know, the person behind me could not, she couldn't touch me either. So that was weird. And as we were continuing to talk about Benita, a whiteboard fell off the wall. Now, this is not a whiteboard that typically comes off the wall. It stays up there because that was where we wrote down like park hours, the weather, um, refurbishments, rooms that were out of service for whatever reason. Like that was the whiteboard where all that information was written down and just it just stayed up there. I even remember I remember checking, did we have an earthquake today <laughs> to find <laughs> out like, is that an explanation? There was no door on the other side of that wall that could have been slammed. Like this thing was like bolted to the wall. So why did it come off while we were talking about Benita? Did anybody else see your ponytail move or was it something that you just felt? I felt it and I asked, like, did anybody just walk by me? Did anyone, like, touch me? And everyone was like, no. So, and I didn't know the Disneyland Hotel cast members that well because my home location was the Grand. So mm -hmm. I, very, I very rarely worked at the Disneyland Hotel. It was, like, once a month kind of thing. Um, so they wouldn't. Like, while I would joke around with the Grand Californian people, I would not feel comfortable joking around with the Disneyland Hotel cast members. And they didn't, right. they didn't know me either. So, yeah. It was weird. Right. Yeah. So I never, like, saw Benita, but I definitely experienced her presence. Mm -hmm. And I will say, underground Disneyland Hotel freaked me out. I do not like going down there. I hated that. <laughs> No windows and no doors. I mean, no, absolutely not. It was, it really freaked me out. Under, there's not a lot of underground Disneyland. There's very, very, very few areas underground Disneyland, but all three towers of the Disneyland Hotel are connected underground. That freaked me out. I hated it down there. It gave me the creeps. Underground Grand Californian did not really give me the creeps, but Disneyland Hotel did. Well, thank you for sharing uh, that story. Uh, I'm sure we'll all sleep well tonight uh, <laughs> having heard that and you having recounted it. Cool. Thank you. Um, so now we're going to move into some of the ghost stories that we collected from the Internet. And by we, I, of course, mean CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I read I read most of these a long time ago because I'm like curious if other people have experienced things. So... And the answer is yes. Yes, they have. And we're going to start at Disneyland with a ghost known as Mr. One-Way. So Mr. One-Way is a man who waits in line at Space Mountain and strikes up conversations with guests and tends to fill in empty seats next to single riders, but never makes it to the end of the ride. When guests get off the ride, he's gone. Uh, and he's supposedly a redhead. That's... That's all we got for Mr. One Way. That's odd. I have not experienced that. I have not experienced anything paranormal except for <laughs> when I was like two. So, and I'm going to keep it that way. Thanks. Yeah. It's strange to me that Tomorrowland has so much paranormal stuff and Space Mountain of all places. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so you mentioned that Haunted Mansion was going to come up this yep. episode. So the story goes on this one that a child passed away, not in the park, but somewhere else. And the mom wanted to spread his ashes on the ride. Obviously, she was told no. She did it anyways. 
Um, and guests now see a child crying at the end of a ride of the ride when they're um, about to get off the doom buggies. I remember reading this one a long time ago and looking for the crying child. I never saw him. I will say on the topic of spreading your loved one's ashes at Disney, do not do it. Yeah. It is a biohazard. Yeah. let's, Let's not do that. It's it's gonna your loved one is going to get vacuumed up and put in the trash. Oh, you gosh. don't want that. They don't want that. Find somewhere that is not Disneyland. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah. What else do you have, CJ? Well, the next one does unfortunately involve a death at the park. In the summer of 1973, these two brothers, an 18-year-old and a 10-year-old, decided to hide out on Tom Sawyer Island after the park closed. Sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I mean, you're a a kid. It's summertime. Hide out at Disneyland after the park closes. Um, They decided once the coast was clear, they would swim back to shore, thinking nobody will catch us and we'll have Disneyland to ourselves. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, The younger brother got a little tired, so the 18-year-old decided, I'm just going to pull him across and we'll make it. It's fine. However, the 18-year-old ended up drowning, and the 10-year-old ended up being rescued by the cast members, and the 18-year-old was found the next morning. Um, since then, cast members have reported mysterious activity like figures, like dark figures, mysterious noises, etc. We did have a cast member, a former cast member who's going to come on the show and talk about things that she has seen. Um, but her fourth child was born a month early. So congratulations. <laughs> yes, congratulations. We understand. <laughs> we understand. We wish you could have come on, but your fourth child is far more important and your other yes. three children are also more important. So yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's really, that one kind of creeps me out. Cause I don't know about you, but like Thompson Island can kind of be a little creepy if it's not that crowded, which is often not super crowded. So yeah. And I can't imagine like at dark, like I'm picturing the phantasmic performers. It's dark. Not a mm-hmm. lot of people. The park is emptying out. Oof. Yeah. Last we have, we would be remiss to not mention the man himself. Walt Disney is spotted around Disneyland or smelled around Disneyland sometimes. <laughs> yeah. What What are people smelling exactly? Because that is an odd statement. Yeah. It's, he tried, it's, well, it's pretty well known nowadays. Although when Walt was alive, he tried to hide it. He was a very, very heavy smoker. So a lot of, there have been reports of the smell of cigarette smoke in places where there should not be the smell of cigarette smoke. Yeah, I've heard this reported by cast members. So the park is closed, obviously. Um, you know, obviously there's guests who sneak cigarettes and vapes or whatever. Um, but after the park closes, who's going to be smoking? I would hope cast members wouldn't be smoking on the job. Um I suppose that's possible, but hopefully not. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean, it could be Walt. Yeah, it would Who make knows? sense. <laughs> Who knows? Personally, um, I get a little creeped out on that trail over by Galaxy's Edge, the back of Frontierland. I've it's... been there once. <laughs> really? I've been to Disneyland once since Galaxy's Edge opened, CJ. Oh, no. Okay, well, picture it before Galaxy's Edge opened. You know, oh, by, back by where the animals were? Yeah, that, like, the connector to a uh, fantasy land. It gets really dark back there and really quiet. Fair. I always like, found it peaceful, but I, it wasn't like I was trekking there at the end of my day, so. Yeah, and I don't think there's any music back there. No, it, it does get pretty quiet. It's, I feel like it's in an area between two like soundtracks so instead Mm -hmm. of clashing them they made it just a place of quiet yeah and imagine after the park closes like big thunder is not running so you're not hearing that go by Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that would be creepy and it's not very well lit back there either they just have like the frontier land lanterns you know right weird all right well let's move over to the east coast at walt disney world what do we have at walt disney world Well, it's probably the most famous Walt Disney World ghost is George. 
Uh, George uh, supposedly died while Pirates of the Caribbean was under construction. And the opening cast members have to say good morning to George or else the ride is going to be plagued with problems all day. Closing cast members have to say good night to George or else the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is going to have problems all day the next day. And if you start talking to George or about George on the ride, apparently some weird things can happen. So supposedly the place where he died was in the um, burning scene, the fire scene. And that's where if you start talking to George, things start happening. Um, So there's various reports of people online saying, I said George three times and the ride stopped for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) So so I kind of want to try that and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, just don't do it when your kids are with you because that's a recipe for disaster. I have also heard that if you say on the ride, I don't believe in George, that he will break the ride. So, Oh, interesting. So you have to like taunt him, basically. (laughs) That doesn't, never mind. Maybe that's not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, you don't really want to taunt a ghost. No, that's also not a good idea. Okay, well, the next few are just really quick little things. It was hard to find stuff for Walt Disney World. Um, There's a doll in a window in Liberty Square that supposedly moves around on its own. No, thank you. (laughs) No, I don't like creepy dolls. Um, In this research, I found a new story that I haven't heard of. It's about Spaceship Earth. There's a young boy and girl that play in and around Spaceship Earth. I had never heard this before. Again, no thank you. (laughs) No, um, I do get a little creeped out going up the ramp to the ride. That, like, the base of the ride kind of gives me the creeps. There's specific areas, mostly the ramp to get on the ride. I don't like that. By the planters, I don't like that area. Something about it gives me the creeps. Next is about Impressions de France, the um, the little movie in the back of France. Supposedly there's a figure who hangs out there um, after the show is closed for the day. And there's been reports of cast members saying like, hey, you need to get out of the theater. We're closed. Um, but as they approach him, he disappears. As one does. That's yeah. what I always do whenever a cast member approaches me. <laughs> I hadn't heard that story before either. Um, and then the last one, uh, this one popped up in a whole bunch of places. Supposedly a cast member on Tower of Terror died during his shift. I didn't do any research to confirm whether or not that part is true. And apparently he haunts the attraction and he hangs out at one of the platforms. Just another one of the ghosts at the Tower of Terror. Right? Just another reason for me to never go on that ride again. <laughs> well, one of, what was funny is one of the websites was saying, like, he makes lights flash. I'm like, the lights already flash on that ride. So I don't think that's the ghost. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, By that... the way, hang on. I was yeah. just going to say, there are many, many more ghost stories that we could talk about, especially at Disneyland. It seemed like there were a lot more. Um, like, there's stuff about Dolly's Dip. This is not on the Matterhorn, yeah. Yes, this is not like a chip dip. This this is a deadly dip on the ride. Um, and there's some like people mover and monorail ghosts at Disneyland as well. So if you're curious, do some internet research and you might find more stories. Yeah, this was just a sampler. We really wanted to focus on some personal experiences and we oh boy, we got some. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a personal Walt Disney World. Um, experience so Roy if you're there you can uh, come say hi at the park not at your home yeah at the park not at my house please yeah uh well fill us in next Halloween yeah yeah follow up a year from now (laughs) (laughs) well thank you all for uh listening to our spooky stories on this Halloween night we hope you enjoyed it uh, hopefully you can sleep after hearing those. Hopefully you're not as much of a scaredy cat as I am. Because I am. Uh, so, yeah, let us know what you think of this episode. And if you have any ghost stories, let us know. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, allegedly, TikTok, allegedly, all of those are park to park pod with the number two. Uh, you can send us an email, park to park pod at gmail.com. 
subscribe, give us a review, tell all your friends, tell all your enemies to listen to the Park to Park podcast. Our enemies? Yes. Like Scar? (laughs) (laughs) Then tell them to be prepared to listen to Park to Park. Yeah. Do that. Exactly that. All right. That's it, right? Uh, We have one more special bonus episode coming up this season. Yes, we do. It's a very special trip report from a very special but less prettier than me person. I thought you were going to say less pretty than Disney Park. And I was like, (laughs) well, that's mean. And then you said less pretty person. I'm like, well, that's just a lie. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to keep the joke going. Well, that's right. I, the prettiest of them all, went to <laughs> Bush Gardens in Williamsburg, Virginia, a couple weeks ago. Uh, so we wanted to do a little trip report about that. It's very interesting. Uh, I'll give you, there's, um, Fabio was involved. Yeah, um, he was. And some wasps were involved. <laughs> so if you want to hear about what the heck do Fabio and wasps have to do with Bush Gardens in Williamsburg... Please listen to our next episode. There were also like farm animals too. Yeah, there were farm animals and wolves. (laughs) Farm animals, wolves, Fabio, and wasps. And a pooping owl. (laughs) Wow, it sounds like a real good time at Bush Gardens. Honestly, we did have a blast though. (laughs) So listen in to learn all about it two weeks from now. Yes, it'll be fun. Fun with Fabio and wasps and farm animals and wolves. I hope that's a good enough teaser to get people to listen, because, yeah, that would intrigue me. (laughs) All right, we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Fabio and wasps. Farm animals. And wolves. And a pooping owl.